That was fun, wasn't it? Well, this morning we're going to keep the fun going, and we're going to have one short movie clip in a moment. Let me set it up, though, because we've been going through this uh, Christmas at the Movies series. Uh, Today we're going to round it out with uh, A Christmas Carol. And there's many different versions of it told. In the spirit of this morning, we're going to use the Muppet version. <laughs> Let me set up the, our story and where we're at in the story in this particular clip. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, the main character of the story, um, has, uh, at this point, he's that, he's that old greedy miser in the story, only cares about the bottom line himself, the money, um, at the expense of all of his other relationships. Um, you have uh, Ebenezer Scrooge at this point in the story has just said bah humbug to both giving generously to anything when he's asked to give generously and then he's also been said bah humbug to Christmas with his nephew and family uh, the following day. You also then of course have Bob Cratchit, the other main character of the story. Uh, Bob is a humble family man uh, and has particularly, this comes up later but not in our scene, uh, uh, one of his kids is Tiny Tim. Uh, who we would call medically fragile today. He has a a significant physical disability. Um, And that will come up later. But in this scene, you have Scrooge uh, has set all his bah humbugs. It's the end of the day, and Bob Cratchit has a simple request. So let's roll the movie clip, if you would. Excuse me, Mr. Scrooge, but it appears to be closing time. Very well. I'll see you at 8 tomorrow morning. Um, tomorrow's Christmas. Mm-hmm. 8.30, then. Um, if you please, sir, half an hour off hardly seems customary for Christmas Day. Not no. hardly customary. How much time off is customary, Mr. Cratchit? Uh, why, um... The whole day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The whole day. The entire day? No, no, no. that's the frog's idea. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, why open the office tomorrow? Other businesses will be closed. You'll have no one to do business with. It'll waste a lot of expensive coal for the fire. Yes, that's definitely. It's a poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every December the 25th. But as I seem to be the only person around who knows that, Take the day off. Thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Be here all the earlier the next morning. A day off for Christmas. Seems extravagant, huh? But most of us get that. We get some, some time in this season when we're taking time off to be with family. And every year we're, we're confronted with a question, something to the effect of why is Christmas so important? Or what's the meaning of Christmas? Why would we take that time off? Why would we celebrate at this time of year? And, and I want to look at that, the, the meaning of Christmas issue. But I want to paired up with something, a text from 1 John 5, that's going to seem disconnected at first. 
but we'll make a connection between the two points. So I'd like to turn to 1 John 5, uh, 18 through 21. 21 is our key text. If, you're, uh, if you are using the Bible that's in your pew, that's page 1149. And if you don't have a Bible, feel free to take it with you today. That's our gift to you. So 1 John 5, 18 through 21, John writes, We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. And here's the key verse. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. John has referred through the whole letter, this is the last word that he puts in his letter here, uh, he's referred to the believers as dear children. Uh, here he says that simply thing, keep yourselves from idols. So let's make this seemingly disconnected point and let's connect it. What's an idol? Three simple things we could say about an idol among many. An idol is a copy of the original, not the original thing itself. It's pretending to be something or pretending to look like something that it is not. Uh, Second, delivering from that point, so it's a copy of the original, an idol is a parody of that which is real, typically. And an idol is posing as that which is true, but it's actually deceiving you. It is not the thing it says it is. And then third, uh, an idol is something that receives your worship, but it doesn't deserve your worship. So it's a copy of the original, it's something that pretends to be the truth but isn't, and it is something that receives your worship but does not deserve your worship. That's what P, uh, John excuse me, is saying to steer clear from when he says, stay away from idols. Keep yourselves from idols. Now let's come back to the question of what, what do we mean when we say uh, what's the true meaning of Christmas? It gets asked in countless uh, films and books and songs at this time of year trying to answer that question. If we're sticking with the movie theme that we're on right now, let's just pick out a couple. Rudolph, when that uh, plays at this time of year, Rudolph is kind of about finding what, what's your purpose, uh, belonging, those sorts of things. How about Elf? Let's show this next one, next slide here, because the visuals are fun. There we go. Uh, Rudolph is there. Elf, what is Elf about? It's right there on the thing. Santa! I know him, right? Elf. And um, if you could, you can add to that Miracle on 34th Street or the Polar Express that kind of take on some of the similar themes. It's not just about Santa. It's about having the right amount of Christmas cheer or it's about believing in Santa or as the Polar Express does, it's just believe. That's kind of the, the thing that it leaves you with. And any number of other uh, films and uh, um, songs that come up at this time of year, Christmas, the meaning of Christmas is about love. It's about family. It's about doing right. Right? He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Don't want that lump of coal, so do right. Or it's about giving and not receiving. And any one of those messages is actually okay in many cases. Perfectly fine. But what ends up happening is, is it gets left only at those, that that's the meaning of Christmas, and if we do that, then all of a sudden we have copies of the original. We have parodies 
of the real, some of those things even receive our adoration in an undue manner. So love and family and even tradition can get almost our worship in a sense. Let's add to this issue of idolatry because those things can become idols because they, they get what the attention that should be on Jesus, but they, they steal that from him. Just to, to complete the idea of idolatry and bring this all around full circle, one other thing we could add to idolatry. This is a component or a, a form of idolatry, but... Uh, Paul, in the book of Ephesians, and he says this in Colossians, it gets brought up in other parts of scripture. Paul in Ephesians 5.5 5 says, For this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God, or Christ and of God. So here he very clearly puts greed as a form of idolatry, and indeed it is. Scripture affirms that in a number of places uh, to quote uh, or to paraphrase the philosopher Carl Clifton Soderstrom, he points out that greed is actually just stealing time from God when it comes down to it. You're saying now is all that matters, not later. Now is when I get what I, what's mine, not later. And so if we come back to Scrooge, we can see that Scrooge has an obvious uh, manifestation of this kind of idolatry in his life. Scrooge is a greedy man, a very greedy man, obviously greedy. Money is his idol. It's clear. And we can look at that and we can talk about idolatry this morning and what we love the most and we can say, but you and I, you know, we're no Scrooge. Right? We're not that far along. But if greed is stealing from God, so is idolatry. It's stealing from God what naturally belongs to God. When we give worship reserved for God to something undeserving, when we disregard the truth, when we're satisfied with half-truths or almost theirs when it comes to truths, and that's enough, the meaning of Christmas doesn't just stop at those things like love and family and doing right and giving and not receiving and believe or belonging or any of those things. They're good things in and of themselves, but they're not enough to answer the question, what's the meaning of Christmas? Eventually, Scrooge, you see, was transformed in a Christmas carol. He goes from being super greedy to incredibly generous at the very end. Scrooge was transformed. And when we look at what Christmas actually is and is about, Jesus, it's almost cliche, is the true meaning of Christmas. But I think that doesn't quite get us there, just to say that. God's love expressed in Jesus Christ is the true meaning of Christmas. But I think that doesn't quite get us to the depths of what's there. Because of that love expressed through Jesus Christ and the work of Jesus Christ, we can be transformed that's where this goes. And so our love needs to be aimed at the right thing. Our worship needs to be aimed at the right thing. And that's a choice that we have to make in order that we can be transformed into who God intended us to be and has redeemed us to be through Jesus Christ, not who we are today. Interestingly, in the book version of A Christmas Carol, the original, uh, this gets pointed out by pointing to the life of Tiny Tim. Uh, when Scrooge is visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, uh, both the ghost of Christmas present points, uh, takes Scrooge to the family of Bob Cratchit, and he sees them eating a very meager, not even sufficient Christmas feast. Uh, 
And they point to Tiny Tim, who's sitting there in the chair, and Scrooge asks, what's going to be the future for this little boy? And the ghost of Christmas present basically says, I don't know the future, but it doesn't look good for him. If things continue on, my guess is there's an empty chair there. Then eventually you find out that the, the, in the future, there indeed is an empty chair there as they put Tiny Tim to rest. But Scrooge's transformation brings a different future. And Bob Cratchit in the book points to the fact that Christmas Day is about this transformation when he, he points out, and this is a quote from the book, it might be pleasant to remember upon Christmas Day who made lame beggars walk and blind men see. You see, it's Jesus Christ who transforms us. And more will be said about that on Christmas Eve, but the first part of that is that we have to love and worship the right thing. The true meaning of Christmas, Jesus Christ. Back to 1 John 5 in verse 20, we know also that the Son of God has come. There's Christmas right there. The Son of God has come and has given us understanding so we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his son, Jesus. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. What does Jesus need to transform in you this season? What, where does your love need to be aimed and worship towards Jesus Christ? What prevents you from aiming your full self and your full love and choosing to worship Jesus and Jesus alone. Let's pray together. Lord, may you set our hearts right today. May we recognize what in us focuses on things that are insufficient answers to God with us that are insufficient responses to the God of creation redeeming us, that are insufficient to God sending his son to die for us, that we might be transformed and that this image of God in us that's been broken by the power of sin could be put back together by the redeeming work of your son, Jesus Christ, work that we cannot do alone and work that will be incomplete in us if we don't choose to love you. And if we don't choose to allow you to transform us through your love. Lord, reveal in us today that which needs to be transformed. That which needs to be changed. And where our heart and our allegiance is not on you. That you may redeem those parts of us today. Lord, we pray all this in the name of your son. Amen.